In August 2015, Gary Newman and Dana Walden, co-chairs and CEOs at Fox, met with journalists to discuss the upcoming Prison Break reboot. When questioned about the reasoning behind rebooting this particular show, Walden remarked that people are still interested in these characters. And she was right. Prison Break remains one of the most successful library shows on Netflix. What is it about these properties that make them so ripe for being remade? A cynic might argue that it's the result of a tired system relying on fond nostalgia to gather as much cash as possible from a sinking ship. But what if it were something more? What if there was some intangible quality that couldn't be quantified? This show is about the search for that essence. This is still interested for Curio. still interested our tv and film reboot remake podcast for the curio network this is my early saturday morning voice because i'm your saturday morning boy ben McAllister, and i am your well it's not quite saturday afternoon but it will be afternoon sooner for me jackson you said a very special guest indeed why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself uh, my name's Lily, and I'm a very, very excited Saturday morning gal as well. Oh, the radio voice is not yeah. something I was prepared for. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and also, <laughs> like, the, radio voice? the genuine, like, will to live as well, which I think is really yeah. absent yeah. from your voice, Ben. <laughs> yes, so this is Lily, uh, my, I guess, housemate is a fair way to describe yeah. our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, roomies? Uh, yeah, roomies. Roomies oh, will do. I hate this, yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, Lily, Lily is um, a very morning person. I and am. I am very much not a morning person. I'm thriving in this moment, <laughs> <laughs> and Ben is not. I'm. I'm struggling. I woke up early. I made him a coffee. I made she him did. some breakfast. She did actually. It was oh, fantastic. That sounds terrific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here we are. Uh, we're, we're in the studio. We're back in this hot seat. You've got the hottest ticket in town because you're listening to Still Interested recapping the 2016 movie, The Legend of Tarzan? Yeah, yeah. Uh, from your boy David Yates, fresh off the David uh, Yates. Ha- ha- Harry Potter tri- uh, trilogy. Hey, hey, no, Harry Potter saga. <laughs> Listen, there are only three good movies. I'm not going to get onto it now, but it's a hot take and it's coming later. So. Yeah. Hey, I've got um, I've got one for the teens. Any teens out there listening? More like more like David Yeats, am I right? Oh shit! No, I can't. Eat that. I'm going to have to cut all of that. No, I actually also I I never I I have never yoked in my life until okay. this point. Um, yeah. So that that's I just was saving it all for this moment. Yeah. David, yeah. David, D- David Yeats. You can call me David Yeats. I'm going to change my name on Twitter to David Yeats. You literally shaking your head at me like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I just mouthed it, Ben. I do not get it. <laughs> uh, Lily, Lily doesn't exist on the internet, so... Yeah. I'm very... It's a, honestly, it's the most refreshing characteristic in a human being in 2018. Yeah. Someone who's just like, what fucking bullshit won't be around in two weeks meme are you talking about now? <laughs> yeah. I've no desire to educate myself. Mm. <laughs> and so, to Africa. <laughs> let's, let's, yes, let's... Much, much like Tarzan, <laughs> the man who wouldn't grow up. Maybe like screenwriters that also had no desire to educate themselves. I don't know. I feel like it maybe ties in. 
Yeah, we don't need no education. <laughs> I expect that the soundtrack for the writers in this flick. Yeah, I would say so too. Because there was no Phil Collins. <laughs> <laughs> I know this film. Oh, anyway, yes, we should we should get into the film. Oh. But yes, what what a frustration. I, yes. Ever, so, ever since the last episode, I've just been bumping so much Phil Collins. So one thing I will note about this movie is that there is just a lot of a lot of exposition here, right? Like, yeah. it's just, like, it, it opens on these, like, fucking majestic shots of some, like, African savanna, and then there's just all this white text on the screen. About a minute of exposition, like, of just text over Africa, where it's like, so 1884, world decides to divide the Congo, King Leopold II from Belgium claims the Congo basement, basin, uh, and then basement. He, 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 he's living in his mother's basement. He gets basement. all the underground parts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he's, like, severely in, in debt due to his attempt to exploit Africa, and so he sends Leon Rom to the Congo to find these legendary diamonds. And then we cut into Christoph Waltz as, I guess, it's, the evil white guy. It's just so much foregrounding, and it's such a far cry from, like, a fun Phil Collins montage. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's just the worst possible way to start a movie. I, I hate movies that are so, like... Like, just, just like, oh, fuck, uh, here's some text. All right, now it's the time for the film. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, totally. It also, and it also sets up something I think we're going to be returning to with this movie, which is that, like, they just weren't sure what sort of movie they wanted to make. Like, they found all this, like, quite interesting historical, like, information, and were like, oh, yeah, this is, like, a, a movie's worth of information, but what if also Tarzan? And that is, yeah. like, the fundamental <laughs> problem of this movie. Because, yeah, okay, all right, so Something we're going to get yes. to later about like how this just is not a movie about Tarzan, yeah, no. which is yeah. like frankly fine, but like you shouldn't call it the Legend of Tarzan. <laughs> <laughs> it should be called like African Diamond Hunt Feet Tarzan. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> but you said to me halfway through that it was a more oh no, no of- not the not the not the diamond hunting part. The, the idea of like he's actually a British lord who like went back to England, became a lord, and then goes back to Africa. Like that's okay. That's closer to the original like actual storybook Tarzan not the part not about the diamond like hunting diamond Belgian hunting Belgian yeah. yeah so weird okay so we see Christoph Waltz by the way this movie fucking cast but we yeah. will get there um, we see Christoph Waltz he's walking around in the Congo with a bunch of very European looking Belgians and they're just getting spooked and at this point I'd like to dip into my first goof for this movie Mostly because, okay, so most of the goofs that I have for this movie that are funny from the IMDb community are to do with the way that the people from the IMDb community have decided to write them. Yeah. On several occasions, we can see wild carrot plants, like in the beginning of the movie where Mr. Waltz is picking one. <laughs> the Daukas Karata, wild carrot, well, the rest of them's not important. The fact is, this guy decided, like, refers to him as Mr. Waltz, not Rob. Like, he's complaining the movie, he's like, yeah, and then there's that bit where Christoph Waltz is picking carrots. <laughs> I thought that was very funny. What's that hat called? A pith helmet. A pith helmet. He's got a real Colonel Sanders and he's goes on safari his special thing. Cross. Yeah. <laughs> In yeah, his yeah. Hand. Oh yeah, his special cross. That's special very cross. Special cross. It's gonna go. Yeah, he's very special cross. It's honestly something. astonishing how much screen time is devoted to that one object. Like <laughs> yeah. it is too much. But you knew it was gonna be special when you first saw it. Well, it's literally well, I like. Anyway. Well, I mean, of course you do because it's literally like he's a character. Close up on the fucking cross yeah. he has on his wrist. Well, like, he has wrapped around yeah. his wrist. Keep an eye on this. in his hand. Keep an eye on this weird looking thing. Anyway, um, so they get all spooked because a single spear comes flying out of the mists in this little basin that they're walking around in. And then they're like, all right, get the cannon. And they just like, bring out a fucking, like, 
block-mounted machine gun and just, like, open fire into the darkness. Like, they can't see what they're shooting at. And, like, the mist clears and there's all these dead people, like, sitting, all these dead tribes people, like, sitting or lying, I suppose, on the ground. And they're like, all right, another job well done. And they back up and they walk further into this basin that they're exploring. But they have done fucked up. It's an ambush. They have walked clean into a trap. That is right. This movie, all right, straight away, delivering on one of the points of remakeability, which is this movie is so fucking dark, which was one of the remakeable points. They walk into this misty basin and they see a bunch of soldiers crucified on these, like, narrow crosses. And they're just like, oh boy, this is pretty weird. Then they look up and they realize that, like, this basin, this little walled basin they're in, the the rim of it is just lined with tribes people all holding spears. And they're just like, all right, we're fucked. They get aced. Everyone dies, other than Leon, who, like, hides under some shields. And so at first I was like, oh, I guess he's a he's a cowardman then. I guess he's not, he's, you know, he's just gonna, like, yeah. hide as everyone else dies. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely the vibe that you're getting from this. And also, like, honestly, if just holding two shields is an effective strategy against this onslaught, why didn't more of his men survive? Yeah, 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 like, very true. Because he didn't do anything clever, he just picked up two shields and ducked under them. And, like, everybody else dies in this rain of spears. And then, anyway. Then we have, like, like so, th- then some of the uh, Congolese uh, move towards Leon, and like, as if to like sort of like challenge him in a fight. And one of them moves forward. Leon walks towards him, and then whips out his cross, and it's like oh some sort of God. like little like garrote thing that he uses to like yeah. grab someone around the hand, and, like throw them to the ground. Um, this is yeah. such a weird choice to me. Yeah, it's like <clears throat> okay, so this this is one of my least favorite tropes where like the leader of the bad guys, even if he's like an old man who's not physically imposing, like say Christoph Waltz, amazing actor, not yeah. exactly a scars guard, no. like that character just has to be like an amazing melee hand to hand fighter for some reason. Like the, the the ultimate example of this I always come back to is Brian Cranston in the Total Recall <laughs> remake. Where he's this old man and he beats the shit out of Colin Farrell at the end of the movie, who, yeah, to be fair, Colin Farrell not physically imposing, but throughout the course of the movie we've seen him murder like four hundred people with his hands. And then Brian Cranston just beats the tar out of him because he's the bad guy. And like this scene is like Christoph Waltz surrounded by all of these tribes people and he's like, no, I've got my little cross and he just starts beating their asses it's, it's such a weird choice there's the skirmish breaks up and then get like the chief coming down chief mbonga who comes down and is like ah so you're leon rom um and then yep. like which in, is- a, in a perfect clipped british accent yes. yes look at that something as well, well of course yeah. he does leon and mbonga are just like talking english like very straightforward um the, the basic plot here is that chief mbonga um is like the head of this area which is like very rich in diamonds and is happy to exchange a shitload of diamonds in exchange for one man <laughs> exactly and you're like i wonder who that is and then the movie fucking tells you because the title screen comes in and it says <laughs> I I have to also like uh, just cycle back quickly though because like as this like as they're coming to this accord from a battle which clearly didn't need to happen seeing as they were both yep. clearly seeking each other out so they they just yeah, like yeah, they murdered each other's men exactly. for no reason. Um, well, to be fair, I don't think Rom did much murdering. <laughs> His men just got absolutely aced, and then is there like, any left? 
No, they were not. It was literally him. He was the sole survivor of that expedition. And for some reason, like, he gets granted an audience with the chief, yeah, where they can make this bargain. He's like, yeah, I'll give you the diamonds in exchange for a boy. But um, But then what were you going to say, Jack? Well, like, just one of the Monga's men picks up Rom's hat and starts sporting it. And, like, MVP to this fashionable Yeah, dude, I have that as well. MVP to the (laughs) tribe's person who picks up the hat that gets knocked off fucking Rom's stupid head. And he's just standing there and he's like, tribal gear wearing this little pin helmet. <laughs> it is a fucking look. It's extremely good. So MVP agreed. There's anyway. also lots of handsome man meat in that scene. Which oh, was really? one of your point of remakeability. Okay. No, There's yeah, lots enough. of torsos, That's true, that's torsos. true. I, mean, I was more like th- focusing on the violence of it all, I suppose. <laughs> but yeah, alright, I take your point. Straight to the man meat. Yeah. Listen, I mean, to be fair, I think if there is one note from our episode that the creators have taken on board uh, for this remake, it is like uh, a whole market of man meat because like good god it's just like so much man meat throughout the entire movie i was actually a little disappointed by how long it took to get a full body shot of the scars guard but but then once he had his top off he never put it back on again yeah (laughs) and like and like keeping in mind that there is plenty of other man meat going on. yeah and like yates is famous for teasing out like for example in the harry potter movies with like like stripping down voldemort like you know that voldemort's (laughs) got to be naked by the end of the seventh movie he really drags it out over the course of the seven uh, films yeah there's that 45 minute voldemort strip tease scene where he's just like really (laughs) taking his time with it <laughs> I heard, you know what I heard, dude? Very impressive. Uh, Not scripted. That was Ray Fiennes. He just was like going for it. He just, just was like, uh, have we got a fresh mag in there? And again, he's like, all right, I'm going to try something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was kind of bold to bring in like an- another one of those like magical items because you had the invisible cl- invisibility cloak, but then like the invisible clothes that Voldemort's going around saying he's wearing, but in actual fact, he's just completely naked. Like, I think a really bold oh. choice, but a really exciting a real, update was, to the lore. It was a very subtle nod to the whole like emperor has no clothes. Exactly. Thing. Yeah. Yates is a real master, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> Weaving in literary references. <laughs> yes. Okay. So now we're after the title screen of the film and... This scene was so confusing. Yeah. Like, if you didn't know what the deal with this movie was, like, if you've just watched the Disney Tarzan movie, and you're like, oh, this is a movie about Tarzan growing mm-hmm. up in the jungle around the apes, you immediately see Lord Greystoke sitting at a table in some, like, British Parliament house. The, the room that represents monarchical power. It's the only one we see in London in the movie. Yes. Where, like, he's sitting there with some, like, council of British elders, and they're like, oh, Lord Greystoke, you've been invited to the Congo to see some shit. And Samuel L. Jackson is there, by the way, just sitting off to one side. And he's like, yeah, you really got to go to the Congo, man. And he's he's like, he's just yelling Tarzan. Like, he's just like, like, Tarzan, Tarzan, Tarzan. And it's like, what's happening? By the way, if you've read the, like, history or whatever, like, you you know, like, the the actual story of Tarzan, the traditional one, is that he's actually Lord Greystoke. Like, he's, his name is Lord Clayton. Clayton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, his his name's Clayton, but he's Lord Lord Greystoke is is the, like, seat the uh, Earl of Greystoke yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so um, <clears throat> he's actually like a British lord and he's in the house of lords he's like in the fucking parliament and he just like happened to be raised as a child but then he gets rescued and heads back to England and then he's like the, uh, in the house of lords and like very well educated so this movie takes place 
after all that has happened. I yeah. think Lil yeah. said at one point, this is not a reboot, yeah. it's a sequel. I was like, this is a sequel. <laughs> it is literally a sequel, because it's like, Tarzan, it should be called Tuzan, Back to the Jungle. And I was like, he is Tarzan? What? Yeah, yeah exactly. So like Samuel Jackson's like, you're Tarzan, you know, me Tarzan, you Jane, <laughs> which is a thing people say a lot in this movie, <laughs> yeah. which like begs the question, like, is Tarzan in this movie, like, in the world of this film, is there a movie Tarzan about <laughs> Tarzan because everyone seems to know the and story. And how would they know their intimate yeah, exactly. connection every, every, that they have? Everyone's like, oh, you're Tarzan. Joke. Me, Tarzan, you, Jane. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so weird. Everybody knows that about it. But anyway. <laughs> so it's the Prime Minister and like the pitch they're giving uh, jo- John Clayton or Tarzan is that um, King Leopold II has is inviting him to come to the Congo, check it out, and then report back to everyone to be like, hey, Congo's all cool, Leopold's a great guy, and then the, the English are like, and then we can get in, and like, you know, like, we can cover his debts, and then we can get some of the wealth of Africa, and then like, Samuel Jackson's there being like, also America wants that as well, just basically being yeah. like, go over diplomatic He's like mission. the American envoy to Britain. Exactly. Um, and then uh, Tarzan like gets up and apparently is very much over Africa. Africa yeah, is he's like, ah, I've, I've been to Africa. Actually, yeah. already been there. So. He's like, I'm not Tarzan. I'm the third lord of blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm yeah, lord yeah, he, he says, yeah, my name isn't Tarzan. It's John Clayton, the third. And then just kind of like <laughs> walks out. And it's like, all right, dude. <laughs> Um, but as as, but soon like, yeah, as so soon apparently as he's... it's literally they want him because of his celebrity power. But yeah. like, it, it's still not clear to me like what Britain gained by him going to the Congo to like just like be a celebrity walking around there being like, oh yeah, the Congo's cool. King Leopold's a great guy. And oh, by the way, me Tarzan Eugene title pitch definitely. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. Um, so, so he bails, gets outside, and is like heading into like heading to I guess go back to the manor and hang out with Jane or whatever. Um, and then uh, Sam Jackson comes down. And is like, hey, so I'm George Washington Williams, who is a historical, like, real life figure. And basically, like, listen, yep. I've heard a bunch of shit about the Congo. You have to go and take me with you um, because I think that Leopold is actually, like, enslaving everyone over there. And we should go check it out and stop it from happening. What do you think? And Tarzan's like, I'm going to say nothing and just drive away. Um, just stare at you yeah. moodily. Yeah. Because, anyway, yeah, so I guess, like, George Washington Williams, like, all he wants to talk about is the Civil War. Like, every every scene, he's like, ah, back in the Civil War, <laughs> this happened, and I'm Samuel L. Jackson. And I just didn't understand why Tarzan would have been the best person to Okay, all right, well, that was delivered to us by George Washington Williams, because Tarzan asked that question himself. He was like, so wait, why do you need me? Like, why don't you just go to the Congo? To which... The black man, Samuel L. Jackson, says to the white yeah. man, Alexander Skarsgård, you know Africa off the beaten path. You know the people. <laughs> like, we need you it's to just, go to Africa. Like, and like, listen, I was going to get into this a bit later, but like, literally, <laughs> the story of this movie is like, built out of the genuine, actual story of George Washington Williams. This, like, revisionist historian who sort of wrote about, like, African histories and that sort of thing. Went to the Congo, and then, like, the ending of the film comes out of what he did. And then they were like, hey, great historical story. Let's just put a fake, like, a fictional white dude into it and be Let's like, he's the hero. in there. <laughs> it's, like, fucking wild That is wild so horrifying. Yeah. That is fucking ridiculous. I didn't know that was a real historical figure because no, I, 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 I was looking at this and I was thinking, like, oh, okay, 
They just needed, like, a buddy for Tarzan in this yeah. movie. Like, they had this, like, crazy plot. But they yeah. just needed, like, another character to, like, play off Tarzan. And I guess Samuel J was up for it. Yeah. Because of course he was. But, like, I did not realise... In reality, George Washington Williams is the protagonist of pretty much this exact story. Um, and oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah, no yeah, 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 yeah. Story. Okay, that's fucked up. That is very fucked <laughs> it's up. It's very, very bad. Um, I will say, controversial potentially, where are they now? for Samuel L. Jackson here. Not because I don't know who Samuel L. Jackson is, but because I want to know exactly how many movies SLJ has done since this point in 2016. Because Alrighty. I'm going to say minimum five, right? Like, the, he, let, yeah, the man is in everything. Like, he's in every movie. So how many movies do we all think were, Samuel were made last year? Since oh, 20... geez, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Bill? How many movies? Um... I'm going to say six. Okay, and Jackson? Uh, since 2016. Um, since this movie. I can, I can. he'll have, I can. he's done four, and then we'll have, like, three in, upcoming, like, post-production. Yeah, three upcoming yeah. in post-pro. Yeah, okay, well, let's let's check it out. Okay, so Samuel Jackson is one of those actors who is prolific enough that his his Wikipedia page has a sub-page called Samuel L. Jackson Filmography. <laughs> <laughs> you have to go to, to check it out. Uh, Jesus Christ, this falls in a oh, lot of Oh my movies. god, okay, that okay. is a lot. Okay, so since The Legend of Tarzan, I'm just going to start reading the, the names of the movies, and you can just, just stop me when, yeah. It, it, okay, so, so the movies he's done since The Legend of Tarzan. I'm Not Your Negro, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, Eating You Alive, Triple X Return of Xander Cage, Kong Skull Island, The Hitman's Bodyguard, Unicorn Store, Avengers Infinity War, Incredibles 2, Life Itself, In Post Production, Glass, Captain Marvel, Shaft, The Full Measure, Spider-Man Far From Home, Filming, uh, Blazing Samurai, Filming The Banker. So, all of our guesses were very off. The man does not stop working. So he's done ten that have actually been released. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten... That have been released. Yeah, 10 that have been released. Yeah. 10 movies Damn. since fucking mid-2016. Are you good, Sam? Like, is it, is it all yeah, cool? Like, like, how much money must Samuel Jackson but have? Surely a movie takes, like, six months to make. Not when you're SLJ. They call him one-take Sammy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually a lot cheaper to get Samuel L. Jackson into your movies because all those scenes, like, all that screen time is just done in one go. And so, like... He know, does, you... like, a volume bulk billing discount. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to studios and is like, I'll be in eight movies this year. <laughs> you get to pick what they are. I'll do them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. Okay, so after all of that Tarzan. awful revisionist history, we're back at Greystoke Manor, uh, where Tarzan is walking around and he's flashing back. And okay, we do see his origin story. This is the same Tarzan story, but it is a much grittier version of what I have written in my notes, I guess subconsciously, as the Phil Collins flick. <laughs> 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 so, the dominating factor of the yeah. last film. So he's like, he's you know, his family got stranded in Africa and he, you know, is there and then... Alice, his mother, dies, and then Lord Greystoke's like, oh no, I sure hope my son survives. 
And then he... The dad's digging the grave for the mum. Okay, okay, Christ. That makes sense then. Because to me, it literally looked like he was like, oh no, and like goes over to the baby's crib and is like, oh boy, Tarzan, I sure hope you live. And then just walked outside the shelter for no reason. No, he was digging the okay, grave for the mum. Okay, that's way sadder. <laughs> because I was giving this fool an LVP nomination <laughs> for just walking out and just like standing there as a bunch of apes just kill him. Like, um, a bunch of gorillas come just, out of the jungle. Not just any ape. Like, this is Kerchak. Like, this is the yeah. original Kerchak from, like, the, the, the books and, like, I guess this film. But, like, the way it differs from the, the animated film where Kerchak is, like, a distant paternal figure. This Kerchak is straight-up murderous and is responsible for killing Tarzan's dad. Yeah. Kerchak yeah. murders Tarzan's dad, then goes into the room and is like, Oh, cool, free baby! And then <laughs> just, like, take the baby and then, like... Take it away over to the gorilla tribe, which is pretty <laughs> fucked up, really. So maybe the LVP goes to Kerchak then. Yeah, don't give it to Tarzan's yeah. dad. He did his best. He, he, he at least tried. So fucking Margot Robbie is in this movie, by yep. the way, in case Christoph Waltz, Samuel L. Jackson, Alexander Skarsgård weren't enough fucking superstars <laughs> for you. <clears throat> We've got Margot Robbie up in the piece. And she plays Jane. But she is now American. She's American, Jane. <laughs> Wasn't Jane supposed to be British? And isn't Margot Robbie... Australian? Australian? <laughs> <laughs> what is this about? Why is why is she? American? Why didn't they just make her British? Well, because this is Hollywood, I suppose. I guess and Americans can't also watch take... movies without American characters. Yeah, in but them. it's she's she's a British character. Yes, they they all are, in fact. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and they're in Britain. Yeah, it, look, it's look some wild stuff. Absolutely, I also love then like with her being American, like there's this conversation about where home is and whether home is in Africa or home is in Britain. At no point is home ever in America, where Jane is from and was born and presumably <laughs> has family. Like that's off the t- off the table. There's oh, just a no. bunch of children. Jane's like a woman of the people, and she's just like giving a lesson about yeah. African wildlife to these children, and she's just like. What's the most dangerous animal in Africa? And they're like, the hippopotamus. And she's like, great. And then Tarzan comes in and the kids are like, whoa, it's Tarzan. We should call him John Clayton, though. And yeah. they're like, hey, Tarzan, what's what's news? And what, he's like, he- check out this fucked up thing I can yeah. do with oh my, my hands. Oh, my God. Okay. He puts his hand down on the ground. And like he's like, oh, I grew up walking around on my knuckles, so it changed the bone structure. But it's not just that. When he presses his hands into the ground, his hand fucking shapeshifts into the hand of a monkey. It, like, swells yeah. and discolours yes, in yes, such yes, a bizarre yes, 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 way. Yes, yes. It is, evo- is, it is like evolution on a rapid and very minor scale is what Tarzan He's, went through. But dude, yeah. dude wow. manimal characteristics. Yeah. No, very <laughs> this true. was one very of our true. points of remakeability. We also but get here is- at, at the top, because, like, like, Tarzan's entrance is preceded by Jane being like, who knows what my favourite bird sounds like? And, of course, Tarzan is just kind of like, ha-ha, I know all the birds. <laughs> know all the songs of the animals and so he like whistles it and then everyone's like oh my god the ape man is here hooray yes it's the famous ape king and then jane goes he never takes the stairs he takes the curtains (laughs) (laughs) it's it's rim shot yep it's it's just very strange stuff one of the kids is like is it true your mum was a monkey which title pitch for sure (laughs) that's, that's probably the best yeah, and then, then the kids are just gone. We get no explanation of who they are or why they were there. <laughs> there. And now, like, 
Tarzan, I guess, has decided he is going to go back to Africa. Can we just... We're just going to call him Tarzan? Can we just yeah, talk, we're just going to talk... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Please, rather, than, call him rather than John Clayton. All right, he's Tarzan. Jane wants to accompany Tarzan back to uh, Africa. Um, Tarzan's like, the Congo is too dangerous, you can't come. Also, we had a miscarriage, so you need to be sad about that. Yeah, that was so weird. It was just like, that what, what the just... fuck, dude? Like, she's like, I, I want to go, I want to come along. And he's like, no, you should be sad about that child you lost. Like, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, like, Tarzan, wow. what Stay a dick. Stay at home and deal with that miscarriage. No, it it is though. He's like genuinely. Yeah, I, I was like, why is Tarzan such a dick in this movie? Yeah. Like, he responds fair, to no like, one and just she, doesn't give a shit about anything. She's just like, thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, uh, and maybe I am, a nice change of pace yeah. and a distraction might be nice for me. She does also time. say, if you take a nap there, you've got a 50-50 chance of being eaten. <laughs> if you take a nap in the wrong place, you have a 50-50 chance of being eaten, and that's a title pitch from me. Okay, that's such a horrifying... It's just like... Oh, the screenwriters in this movie, they just were like... Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. They were just like, we can say anything about Africa. Yeah, it really, they just... And did she yeah. say that or did he say she that? She says that. Oh, okay, by the way, after he's like, you had a miscarriage and you should be sad about that, she's like, we both grew up there, remember? And then we oh. never get a fucking explanation of what she means by that. Was she also a wild child who grew up in the jungles of Africa? (laughs) When did she go to Africa? Was she born there? Why was she there? Who was her... Like, literally nothing. The uh, the closest thing to an explanation is she's like, we both grew up there, remember? No further details! Yeah. (laughs) Okay, fine. Um, so Jane sort of storms off, like, being like, well, like, fuck you, dude, seriously. And then Tarzan is, like, taken back to the jungle through a flashback where he uh, remembers Kerchak chasing him around as a young boy yep. and, like, just genuinely, like, threatening to kill him. And it's, like, pretty yep. fucking terrifying. And then we cut back from there, and then Tarzan is just drinking eggs and brandy. Like, it's just, he like... drink egg! <laughs> I've, I've got in capital letters, drink egg! Which is just because wild. He just... <laughs> picks up an egg and he just like shoots it like a fucking tequila it. shot. He just like sort of shakes it in this little like cocktail shaker in his hand protein. and just like knocks it back. <laughs> He's a muscly boy. He's got to retain the same muscle density as a yeah. gorilla. Yeah. <laughs> and gorillas challenged. drink eggs. We all know that. Yeah. Not drink eggs. Drink egg. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, so, yeah, also, by the way, I've got to say, like, in that, like, flashback, was Kerchak just pranking him? Because, like, he caught Tarzan, like, he caught up with him, and then just, like, smashed the ground next to him a bit, and didn't hit him at all, and then just left. Like, was that just, like, a gotcha, you little punk? And then, just a little prank? Anyway, he find a journal from his dad, and it says, I pray that someone will save you. Alright, so this is a thing that, that fucked me up. Because he's like, he, he, his dad's written in his journal, he's like, if I don't survive, my son, I pray that someone will save you. And I'm like, well, yeah, no shit, of course you pray that someone will save him. But in your mind, because he doesn't know Tarzan's going to be raised by apes, that is such a narrow window in which someone needs to come along and save baby yeah. Tarzan. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, I yeah. sure hope if I die, someone comes along in the next 12 hours. Because <laughs> if not, you are in a jungle where no yeah. other humans live. Yeah, it's just such a foolish... Anyway, fine. He 
Whatever. So uh, he, 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 he goes to find Jane, um, who's just, like, sitting in a tree, and so Tarzan waltzes up to her and just climbs it like it's nothing, like, moves his yep. arm, yeah. and there's no flex or anything, just, like, is able to swing himself nimble, on there. He's a nimble, nimble man. He's just so he strong. He's also dressed like Superman, we have to point that out. He's wearing a big red cape and, like, a blue, like, tight bodysuit. And, like, from the side, he literally just looks like he's cosplaying Superman <laughs> while he's sitting in the tree hanging out with Jane. And, uh... Anyway, he's like, fine, you can come to Africa. And then they smooch, and he very grabs her ass, and she's very coming along. Very sexy tree kiss. Very okay. sexy. Well, there you go. Um, at this point, I was kind of, like, getting into, just because I was looking for something to get into about this movie, the idea of, like, a Tarzan return to the jungle vibe. I was like, oh, that'll be cool. Like, we, he's grown up Tarzan. He's already got all the Tarzan wisdom, and now he's got the human wisdom as well, and he's heading back into the jungle yeah. to show off he's, his he's, he's Tarzan with a gun. That's... The, he, <laughs> <laughs> he went to England and has come back with a really sweet pistol. <laughs> Oh my god, Tarzan with a gun. Tarzan with a gun. That's a that's, that's a great for name for a sequel. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Tuzan back to the jungle. This time guns. <laughs> yeah. Now they're just in Africa. Yep, we like, did it. Samuel L. Jackson, George Washington Williams, Tarzan and Jane are just walking through a field in Africa. Like that was so fast. And at this point I'm like, weren't they invited there by someone? Were they invited to just walk around? Like just literally aimlessly wander the plains? Like surely there's some official greeting that they were going to have. Like they had to go on like a boat and like meet the uh, Belgian officials and then be toured around. It was literally like, "Oh, you're invited to just um go to the Congo." Oh, cool. I guess I'll just Walk around a bit. <laughs> and surely there'd be just more than three of them. Yeah, so surely they'd have some kind of escort. So for starters, or something. for starters, the entire journey there, literally like not even a hat tip to it. It's just like they're yeah. in they're in the Congo walking around. No stated goals. No, ex- like just ridiculous. They find a little pack of lions. Turns oh. out Tarzan knows these lions. <laughs> these exact ones, in fact. <laughs> these three lions. He's like, oh, my friends. And he's like hanging out with them. And Jane's like, he's known them since they were cubs. No, but she says it with this little proud smirk. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's my guy. Those he are, knows the lions. Those are the three lions he knows. Those exact <laughs> yeah. ones. After eight years. Yeah, it's terrifically lucky that it's uh, those three lions. If it was any other lions that he didn't know from birth, we'd be fucked. But uh, don't worry, yeah. he, he knows these ones. After he's washed many times, wearing different clothes, so he would presumably smell very different from oh. the Tarzan that they knew Well, listen to fucking animal ago. biologist Lily <laughs> Brother over here talking about cats. Maybe it's like one of those viral YouTube videos that you see about like he trained these mm. cubs like eight years ago. You'll never believe what oh, happens yeah. next when he comes and visits them, and then they recognize him, and it's like, oh my god, and it's a viral video. You know, you've seen them. Yeah, anyway, I'm underestimating the power of lions. <laughs> yeah. Do not worry about it because now we're not we're not with the lions anymore, and it never comes up again. Because now we're with Leon Rom, and he's walking along a dock. He's like walking up to a big ship, and he's like on a boat, but like. We don't know where he's going and where he's coming from. Yeah, he he takes a ledger. He's like, oh, cool, I've got this, and now I'm on this boat. And I'm thinking at this point, like, were they in Africa just before? Or was that, like, the grounds of Greystoke Manor, and he just had those lions, and that was, like, their <laughs> goodbye to the lions? Or, like, what the fuck? Because, like, now we've got Rom and he's by himself. But no, like... Rom proceeds to explain. So Rom meets up with the Prime Minister of Britain on this boat and proceeds to explain that, like, the last fucking 
half hour of a different movie that actually shows this journey that they just didn't bother showing. He's just going to tell you again, just exposition. He's like, now, oh, Ben, 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 ben I, I, have to, I have to stop you there. It's not actually the Prime Minister of Britain. It's another old white guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's also a very different movie if it is the Prime Minister because it then means that all of England is out to get Tarzan, which is <laughs> not the corrupt PM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so, so Rom's meeting this British guy and he, he's, he's like, He's like, uh, can you believe it? We invited Tarzan out here and he just fucked off. He just like, he skipped our escort and now he's just wandering around the Congo by himself somewhere. So now we know why he was alone in the plains with the lions. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, so he was there for an official purpose, but he just didn't. He was just like, fuck this. Okay, fair enough. Basically now like they explain what's actually going on where he's like, we need the diamonds and I have to give them Tarzan. So I'm going to go capture Tarzan. And the British guy's like, okay. I'm not sure what part in this I have to play, but yes. Yeah, basically, like, Leon needs to buy more time um, to bring... They're bringing this army over us. Or, or maybe you find out... Oh, we're later. not there yet, I don't think. But, like, he needs to buy more time, otherwise Belgium is going to step in and, like, the government will take over and, like, King Leopold uh, will just basically lose his, like... Lose the Congo and like his attempts to make himself personally very rich. Isn't King Leopold the king of Belgium? Like, so there's no government oversight in what's happening in the Congo. It's just King Leopold, um, and so like he's afraid that if everyone else back home okay. finds out about it, they'll strip him. Oh, of fucking that. who cares about all the politics of this shit? Oh wow. yeah, it's there is a lot right. going on though, politics wise. I yeah, have to okay. Say. So for some reason, Rom needs money because Belgium's in debt, and he's gonna get it in exchange for Tarzan with King Mbongo. Yeah, that's what Chief Mbongo. That's that is literally it. He's explaining this to the British guy, and the British guy's like, cool, goodbye, and then that's the end of the scene. And I'm ashamed to say it was only at this point that I realised that the man he wanted was Tarzan. (laughs) (laughs) It was was horrifying. To be fair. I I turned to Ben and I was like, oh my god, the man he wanted was Tarzan. (laughs) To be fair, in your defence, this is the point in the movie where they reveal that, so this is the point where you're supposed to figure that out. I know, but Jackson even said earlier on in the thing that, like, oh, obvious it's Tarzan. And I was like, yes, in retrospect, it is very obvious. Well, it's a movie about Tarzan. I mean, yeah, (laughs) keeping in mind, Benjamin have watched a lot of this exact format yeah, for a exactly, movie for exactly. this so exact this, show. This is the thing like, you must remember. When you watch enough of these movies, especially when you're deconstructing them for a podcast, yeah. you start to realise the connecting threads. <laughs> <laughs> so, alright, now we're back at Tarzan and Jane and George and they walk into like a tribal village and somebody gets up, and I can't remember who says this, someone just yells out, where is my American daughter? <laughs> Which is a very fun line. Uh, referring... And it is the reunion of the century. Yeah, so like, Tarzan's posse comes into this tribe, and I guess they like knew them, and they're like, woo, it's Tarzan! He's, he's back, he's our friend! And like, they're all just fucking having great yucks, reminiscing about their past together. Wasimbu, who is like the, like, like the, the, the younger um, African guy that that's, uh, Jane is friends with the chief Muviro. It's it's like the Kuba tribe. This is a different fucking movie to the previous movie, though. It like it is it is a reunion tour. Yeah. It is not the story of Tarzan. It's a sequel. It is the sequel. Slash a different movie entirely. Yes, that is exactly right. Also. Not sure if we'll necessarily include this particular comment in the podcast, but the idea of Tarzan being, in quotes, rescued back to Europe, when, like, in this movie, he hasn't been growing up, like, in the jungle with apes, like, he's been growing up with this African tribe, and they're like, oh, yeah, right, but, like, later in life, he's living with this tribe, and like, oh, thank Christ, he was rescued. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I know. Like the whole yeah, that is. Yeah, this wow. whole this whole movie, and like uh, this is what I was like talking about, and like um, I was actually talking about it last night with a few um, with like my housemates. But like the reason why the animated one isn't so horrifying is because there are no people around, and so it's just kind of like. It's just yeah. like animals, and then like it's animal Tarzan, yes. and then like a few colonialists, and like it's like man versus animal, and he's sort of stuck between them. In this one, it's like, oh no, there are actual Europe, people Africa. in Africa. Jane's father taught English in the village. He was a professor, and they show her to the hut she grew up in, and they say something about it being custom that no one uses it until she returns because it was her home. Oh, well, that's good of them to just keep it for us. Yeah. Good of you, Lily, as well, to have uh, picked that up because I... <laughs> I missed it. I just straight missed it. <laughs> yep, just, just straight, shoot. That one, went, that one went right by because they started singing The Legend of Tarzan and we got more Tarzan flashbacks and I just did not care. I was just so like, fuck this whole thing at this point. No, but at that point I was like, oh, that's why Jane loves the Congo. Yeah, wow. You definitely like keyed in on the Jane storyline a lot more than I did. So good good for you. Um, it's Robbie. That's oh, true. You can't look past her. We get another... It's true. We get another Tarzan growing up flashback. We find out that he learned to conquer the apes. And you uh, get... The f- so the opening shot is just uh, Alexander Skarsgård's ripped torso. Yeah, very good. Man-made. Uh, so yeah, the, the tribe <laughs> people are singing this song, and he's like, check me out, I'm in the jungle, I'm hanging out with the apes. Carl is here... Her name is Carla. He totally like. It's nice that like they got Carla in the movie, so she'd get double residuals for like yeah. both the 1992 Tarzan and, sure, and the 2016 sure. Tarzan. Yeah. Do you think they have to pay Glenn Close? Well, Carla was played by Glenn Close <laughs> in this film as well. But they were like, yeah, yeah I, I assumed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was no. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Glenn Close has got nothing going on at the moment. Like 2016, she was like, no, yeah, that's fine. Carla doesn't speak in this film. Yeah, so. that's true. <laughs> That okay, would that would so, be a bold choice if if the apes like were also speaking English. Like, good God! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that they did not make that choice. Yeah. So there's more exposition here. Tarzan grew up amongst the apes and had to protect the apes from men. And now yeah, there's a scene where Jane is just talking about different oh, mating calls it's for birds. So funny! It's so boring. What she's, are these mating calls? She's just walking around being like, "Oh, that's the mating call of this bird." No, oh. but then, so is Jane aroused by these mating calls? Tarzan <laughs> <laughs> then just comes in, and then they have a sexy time. Guys, Tarzan, oh. Tarzan is making those calls. That is how he seduces his wife. He uses bird songs from Africa. Her, like mating calls, <laughs> which he knows all off by heart to seduce, and that's like Jane's like, oh, that bird, that bird, Tarzan wants to bone. Yeah, she's yeah. like, oh, that one, oh. oh, that one. Oh, I see where this is going. <laughs> we get a flashback again to I guess when they meet in the jungle, Tarzan finds her, and we get essentially like a remake of that scene where like they meet on the tree, and he's just like looking at her hands and shit and being like, oh, you're a human person. Isn't that nice? Yeah. And then, uh, I don't and know. And how is she so calm? Yeah, she's just like, she says, I don't think so, wild man, at one point when he's getting a little too fresh, which is kind <laughs> of a fun title pitch. Um, anyway, yeah, this, this scene is literally like five minutes of just like, yeah. anyway, here's all the exposition you need about how Tarzan and Jane met and how she grew up in this tribe and he grew up in the jungle and like, this is their whole, their whole fucking life story to this point. There you go. 
but forget about it now because Rom is here. And like, I guess all bets are off. Like, what an abrupt tone shift from Rom here. Like, yeah. he has given up all pretense that like Tarzan is coming as his guest. He's just rolling in with his posse, guns blazing. Like, all right, you pieces of shit. Where's Tarzan? He's mine. Rom has a gun to the chief essentially, and is like, kneel. And then Mavira um, is like, the chief of the Kuba tribe does not kneel. And then like, in doing so, inspires all the other like people in the tribe to sort of stand to their feet and just like stare down um, the guns of the Belgians, which I thought was like, you know, like an interesting vibe. Um, and, a and very the, cool like, thing to say, but it does beg the question, what about when he needs to tie his shoes? Yeah, true, 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 true. Well, I guess like as, as, as chief, like someone else would probably tie your shoes for you. Um, which is a, which is a <laughs> so very it's really vibe. like a full-time job to just prevent the chief from ever having to yeah, exactly, exactly. around. Anytime he needs to get low to the ground, <laughs> someone else has to do it for exactly, him. Exactly, yeah. LVP to all these Belgians. The gen- genuine, Belgium does not get a good run here like the no, depiction right? of this movie it's is so very specifically like all of Belgium is terrible where they're like these Belgians yeah you know how they make chocolate and you think they're cool well guess what they were basically Nazis yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's horrific. So George Washington Williams starts a fucking firefight. Who is he there with? Like, he's just by himself with his guns and he's like, not today, motherfuckers. Yeah. Pulls out his rifle because he's Samuel L. Jackson and starts shooting shit. Rom and the Belgians are, like, able to round everyone up. The only people they don't round up at first are Tarzan, Jane, and George, uh, George Washington Williams. So the only people that they actually came for. But also, tar- that's because Tarzan and Jane were off at Jane's house presumably George Washington Williams, was he also hanging out there? Like, 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 they, they, like they were like, hey, dude, if you want to crash in our place, like, that's totally fine. He's there, he's getting ready to go to sleep, he starts hearing this bird song, he's like, what's that about? And then all of a sudden, like, Tarzan swings in, and he's like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, yeah, so all, all hell breaks loose, there's a big fight, they're rounding up the tribes people, but they don't get Tarzan and Jane, but then they do get Tarzan and Jane, and they don't get George Washington, and he starts trying to help them. At this point, Lily said something very funny, which was, I hope the animals come. <laughs> which, like, I mean, the, the animals were going to storm out of the jungle and save them. Tarzan escapes because he rolls away, but he's tied up. He's, like, he's like slowly choking because of the way he's been, like, hogtied. And he's, like, face down on a hill, like, slowly choking. But George Washington catches... George Washington Williams catches up to him and, and cuts the ropes around his neck so he can breathe. But in the meantime, Rama's gotten away with Jane. Yep. And now he's got Jane on the boat. And, and they're burning the village. Yeah, they're just... Because fuck the Very village, I guess. Very dark movie. L- literally they just, like... burn the village. They're just, like, irredeemable villains. Like, yeah. their stated goal here is to cause misery. Then they're on the boat and... Rom says, oh, don't worry, Jane. Now that I've got you, I'll get Tarzan too. I mean, he's Tarzan. You're Jane. He'll come for you. (laughs) Why does everyone know that? Title pitch! Title pitch! Okay, fine. Um, yeah, we also find out around here, like, so everyone's regroup, regrouping back in the camp. There's like a, a sort of like a funeral procession happening for, um, Vero. And then Tarzan is talking to some other members of the, um, of the Kuba tribe as George Washington Williams is just trying to get a word in. Tarzan is just like straight up ignoring George. Um, we hear. Yeah, he's not interested in what he's selling. Yeah. Even though he just saved his life. But okay. I know, yeah. We, we hear that, um, uh, force Publique are the baddies, essentially, like this Belgian militia that just is like rolling around the Congo, murdering for the fun of it. Yeah, they basically uh, decide that they're going to take a certain route, I think using part of the railway, um, which is going across Congo, to catch up with the boat and get Jane back. 
And also, yeah, uh, oh, so to get Jane guess. back, and also mm. all of the African, like all of the Co- members of the Kuba tribe that were literally stolen uh, with the intention to enslave mm. that night, Five which is like, yeah. like literally. And the film was like, oh man, Jane, and like George Washington Williams is like, what about the forty Kuba tribe members that were enslaved? We should play that game that we played. I think mm, twice. Where on the remake of a movie, we get our guest to look up the box office, and we oh, have yeah. to guess what the box office is. Let's do that right now, Lil. You look up the box office. I'll look away from your screen. Let's 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 throw some guesses in. Let's throw some guesses in, Jacko. How much money do you think this movie made? Two hundred and eighty million dollars. That's pretty close. I was gonna say about three hundred million. Like, yeah. I'd, it's got to be in excess of three hundred million dollars. Like, with all these names in it and such a recognizable franchise like Tarzan. Like, and and isn't that just so upsetting? Like, wait, 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 wait till we hear what the actual number is. Yeah. I'm going to say 300 million. Jack was saying 286. Oh my god. <laughs> Fucking hell. I mean, like, so we're like. 356 million. That's just fucking horrifying that this film made that much money. How did they spend $180 million making this movie? <laughs> well, the actors would have all got a couple of mil each. Yep. Also, like, muscle grease. <laughs> so, 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 where did the other $170 million go? CGI expensive? Kinda. Yeah. So I guess they did nothing on set. Yeah, that's probably why. Yeah, ma- ma- maybe location. the whole thing is on a green screen. Like, like, like they, that, Filming. Here dude, you it, go. Was, it, was, it was filmed at one of our studios in Levensford, Hertfordshire. Right. Yeah. In England. They did not go They did not go to Africa. So, all right. I have this... Re- taglines! We're doing taglines, Benjamin. We're rolling right into it. We're doing taglines. So, this week... Uh, <laughs> this week? This fortnight on the tagline show, um, we're doing three films, one of which is uh, Legend of Tarzan, and then two others. I'm stealing a tagline from each. I'm going to read them out to you, and you're going to have to pick which is which. Or rather, which one belongs to this film. First one... Human, period, nature, period. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the- wow. I-, I hope that's not it. Number two. <laughs> Outcast, period, survivor, period, legend, period. Oh, that is... Okay, the fact that it says legend in the movie is called yeah. The Legend of Tarzan connects in my mind to the lazy Hollywood executive but way of coming up outcast? with taglines. Right, that's the thing. He's not an outcast. But that being said, as you know from listening to the show, if there is one thing I've learned, it is that the taglines do not make yeah. any kind of sense. Like, it is literally like some executives sit in a boardroom and they're like, what about uh, outcast hero legend? Uh, what about the human nature? Just like literally anything. Alright, go, 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 go on, Jack. And the, the final one nature has only one law survival. Okay. It can't be that no. one. I that's, reckon- that's a tagline for the movie about Tarzan becoming Tarzan. Like, that's, that would be if the movie was like about him growing up in the jungle and learning to survive. Nature has only one law survival. That is not a descriptor of this movie. Because his biggest threats are humans, yes, not nature. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I'm gonna, my guess is gonna be the first yeah, one. Yeah, I think human nature makes the most yeah. sense. Also, and- I just love the band. <laughs> so we're gonna go with human nature. We'll go with that one. Yeah, yeah, you're correct. Human uh, period nature. Yeah! Is the oh, that's so few of these right. <laughs> Um, so, Outcast oh, Survivor Legend well. is from Mowgli, uh, which is coming out in 2019. That one was a bit of a oh, uh, nice. pre-production one. And then, uh, Nature's Only One Law Survival is from Jungle, uh 2017 film with Daniel Radcliffe. 
Oh, nice. I haven't seen it. Wait, Daniel Radcliffe's in a jungle survival movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Based on a true story is the other tagline. And Mowgli. Um, is that like a sequel to The Jungle Book? Yeah, I think like a spin-off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we also have Ooh. the other ta- that tagline for The Legend of Tarzan film, which is, a new threat awaits. Um, so okay. that would have been... As opposed to the old threat, which was... I guess Kerchak, maybe? Animals. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, we, okay, whatever, fine. Um, Jackson, if I may, I'd like to dip into the plot keywords for the movie The Legend of Tarzan. Ooh, I wish you would. If, 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 if that's okay. Yes, I'd love that. This one's a kind of a little disappointing, actually. Literally, jungle, Africa, slavery, then fourth is Tarzan. So at least the IMDb community has decided on which aspects of this movie are more important. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, yes. Then Belgian Rescue Congo... Which is a pretty interesting way to, to, to structure those three words. Yeah. Followed by probably my favourite two plot keywords ever, jungle warfare. Uh, <laughs> I kind of want to know what other movies are about jungle warfare. Yeah. And also, I'm looking it up. And also, geopolitics, which okay. yeah, <laughs> like, is like, How many of but these I movies? Think, I think like, the, the mess of those plot keywords tells you just how, like... Messy. This confused. Movie this movie is. Like, is. Yeah. Like, dude, if I if I told you before you'd watch this movie, hey, you're gonna watch 2016 Legend of Tarzan. It's gonna be a geopolitical thriller <laughs> yeah. about slavery in the Congo. Like, you would not have believed. Me. <laughs> All right. Movies about jungle warfare. Zero results. IMDb won't even acknowledge Tarzan in the list. That's kind of funny. Uh, and movies about geopolitics, dude. The number one is Black Panther, which yeah, also I yeah, guess fair. Yeah. I don't know if that movie's really about geopolitics, no. but okay, it certainly is geopolitical. Fine. But yeah, fair enough. I mean, I yep. guess like the have you have you seen the film? I have. Yeah, like, like, the ending of the film is about, like, you know, like, Wakanda on, on, like, the global stage, so, you know, you know. Yeah. Uh, also in the top three, Captain America Civil War. So. Right, okay. Now, okay. Yeah. <laughs> These are the most political movies in the world. Like, okay, whatever. Oh, dude, you want to know what number six is? What's number six? <laughs> it's the... It's The Legend of Tarzan 2016. Hey! This is the sixth sixth highest ranking geopolitics movie on IMDb. They're like action geopolitics movies. Oh, very good. (laughs) It's just any movie that has the tag geopolitics. Oh, there's so many silly ones in here. Oh, this is an interesting one. Male objectification. That's... that's Male objectification as a plot keyword. Yeah, would you say that's a plot keyword? Mm. Would you say that's like a, an important part I of the just, plot of this movie? I just don't. Is male I mean, like, l- listen, uh, like, David Yates's like, incis- incisive eye is definitely lingering all over that Skarsgård meat. But, like, I, I... Would you say it's part of the plot? I, <laughs> it's not really part of the plot. I, I don't know if I would. I, actually, I, I think maybe because, like, we see Tarzan in the jungle where he's, like, sort of, like, very much naked and that sort of thing, and then he gets back to Africa and is very adamant about wearing the clothing of England, but if, then the closer he gets to the jungle throughout the film, the more clothing he loses until, like, until the end where he's basically back in his, like, jungle gear. So I think when you think about it, Yes, it is plot important. Yeah. <laughs> you know what else is plot important? Is is, is is kissing in public, boiler explosion, spider silk. Did you say kissing Maxine. in public? 
Yep. Woo! <laughs> kissing in public, yeah, dude. That's a plot keyword. Wait, um, when is there a kiss in public? When is there a kiss in public? At the very well, end, when they have their big final smooch. Oh, yeah. I, I, that's very it, public. There's lots of animals looking on. Isn't it important to know that this movie contains an umbrella and a paddle wheel boat? <laughs> and also, at some point, at some point, someone eats an ant. <laughs> Tarzan does. I mean, it's yeah. At, at, an, at some point, Tarzan eats a lot of ants. But anyway, we'll. we'll Dude, all right, this. okay. If there is another single movie that contains this next plot keyword, I don't know what I might do. This plot keyword is walking an alligator on a leash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we missed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was an old guy walking an alligator uh. on a leash by the docks. What a fun! Believe ride. it or not, this is the only movie. That the only movie. I mean, Ben, that there's yeah. a hole in the market. We should really get onto that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> this is something we missed at the end of the Margot Robbie and Christoph Waltz scene. She says, "You know, the right side of your mustache is slightly higher than the left." Yeah. Just like a completely unnecessary but also amazing it's fucking so good. space dunk from fucking <laughs> Jane on uh, on Leon Rom, like from the fucking. Yeah, from yeah the fucking... that would just burn because he looks like somebody who takes immense care of his moustache. <laughs> he, he really does. A mm. dunk from the International Space Station. So, alright, now we're hanging out with, like, Tarzan and the rest of the tribe and uh, Samuel Jackson slash George Washington Williams who's, like, chasing them through the jungle. When I say chasing, he's trying to keep up with them. Yes. But I do like that he's just very fucking puffed. Like, basically, this entire movie is just the rest of them just dunking on George Washington Williams <laughs> continuously. It's like, yeah. they're all running through the thing. They're all, like, the, all these, like, tribes people and Tarzan, they all look so, like, fucking, like, beautiful and majestic. And they're all, like, just, like, hopping through the woods and like Samuel L. Jackson just like <gasps> like wheezing his way along He's behind also them. quite old. Yeah, exactly. And then like they all get to like a clearing where they're like standing and looking out over the savannah yeah. and then he just like catches up to them 30 seconds later and like sits down on a log like told you I'd keep up. It's like it's very fun but they're all just like super unimpressed with him. Basically they've come to like a, a ledge that they need to like get down somehow to get into the next level of jungle because they're heading for these train tracks that they can now see. It's like a big drop off like a ledge down into like a, a forest canopy. And uh, he's like, how are we going to get down there? And Tarzan just, like, looks at him, smirks, and just, like, fucking Assassin's Creed leap of faith, just, like, jumps off the top of the mountain, just, like, straight down into the trees. Tarzan like, is so unhelpful. I he know. He just does yeah. not have George Williams back they, at all. They are he's just so... Like, fuck un- you. You can't keep up with us. I'm jumping. We're leaving you behind. I will say, this is the closest thing we get in the movie to teen hazing, which is one of our points <laughs> of remake abilities. So, so good on them for finding a way to shoot on that in. But they are so unfair to George Williams. They're just like, fuck you, goodbye. And like all the drivers people in Tarzan just jump off this cliff and just like, they like swing down through the canopy. For starters, ridiculous. Yes, like they land yes, in a forest canopy and like survive like, that Like jumping off, a, dude, jumping off a ledge into like just giant trees and be like, no, it's okay. The foliage will save us and now we're fine to just like keep yeah. going. Like it's absurd. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all just, like, hopping through the trees from, like, branch to branch, like, super cool, like, not slowing down even a whit. But, like, I think, all things considered, Williams does a fucking amazing job right now. Amazing. Like, he didn't grow up here. He's never done this shit in his life. But he's, like, genuinely MVP. Genuinely. Yeah, for like, the whole movie. Not only has Absolutely. He, like, characters probably, like, around 50-ish, is, like, a Civil yeah. War veteran, and then, like, has fought some other wars and that sort of thing, um, and then is, like, over here in the Congo, and is just, like, somehow keeping up 
with like these very athletic, very like attuned to this part of like area of the world. Yeah, um, and doesn't he's, complain. Yeah, he's being played for laughs, but I think he's actually incredibly impressive. Yeah, he, he is. just like falls. He's just like all right, falls off the thing, survives falling off a mountain just into some jumps. trees. Yeah, just and jumps. then and then he just like starts hopping from branch to branch, and like he's a little bit slower, but like come on, <laughs> that is incredible. It so is MVP amazing. for that, and also the fact that he is a Apparently a real historical figure who actually yeah. did good things. He has an MVP like, from me for many moments. Yeah, I think it's yeah. going to be hard to top. They reach a point where there's like a train down below and like Tarzan and George Williams are standing there and they're like, oh, how are we going to get to the train? And Tarzan's like, climb on my back. Fucking... But he doesn't say it even in a very nice yeah, yeah, yeah. way. But George Williams gets on his back like a little baby well, because like carries <laughs> through the jungle. Because they're both going to like swing on vines and then Tarzan reaches over and pulls at his. Yep. And then like the vines That's race right, off. Yeah. But also keeping in mind Tarzan is yeah. super strong and so maybe the vine yeah. was just fine and then Tarzan he just, just broke pulled the it vine. out yeah. and then was like come on my back <laughs> and he's just like humiliating yeah. even more point of remakeability six stunts so many six oh yeah stunts. that's true that's they're just good. flying through the air on these jungle ropes yep. what are those ropes vines are they vines yep. where do they come okay, yeah. from I will say the tribes people in Tarzan put a lot of faith in the availability of vines because <laughs> <laughs> they will just like swing <laughs> They will just swing through the air, fly through the air, and be like, oh, here's a vine. <laughs> well, they, they, they also don't swap much. Like, as in, like, they, yeah. they don't really yeah. jump between vines very much. Like, at one point, they stay on the same vine, and, like, the camera looks up. There's no fucking tree above. Like, that vine yeah. is coming from the clouds, and it's it very impressive. There's a helicopter. Yeah. There's a helicopter flying overhead <laughs> holding a vine. And, you know, because Tarzan just very easily pulled out a vine, so there are dodgy vines in the jungle. Yeah. But they don't test them out. They just put their whole body weight on any vines. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so they land on this train. It turns out it is a train transporting many slaves. This is actually very, very sad. Yes. Um, very dark. And Tarzan and George Washington are pissed. And they go down into, like, the, the car where all of the Belgian soldiers are standing. There is a very funny moment where, like, Tarzan walks into this car with all these Belgian soldiers. And he's just, like, looking like, oh, I'm really mad at you guys. And one of them just, like, stands up and then just sits back down. <laughs> he's just like, no, not yeah, actually going to That, that was actually quite fun. But then also, like, yeah. that, that happens. And then Tarzan's like, great, now that, you're all, now that I've gathered your attention you're all sitting here, I'm going to punch you all to death. And so, like, I'm gonna I, beat, I understand I'm gonna everyone being... the tar out of 30 guys. Yeah. And they all have guns, and like he's there, like punching people yeah. into the roof, yeah. and like it's, it's just so stupid. It is, and they're all just standing yeah. around watching exactly. him just go one on one yeah. with people. They... Surely one could have just Mom come him. up behind. Or just shoot him. Yeah. They yeah. attack him one by one. They attack him hand to hand. They just stand there waiting patiently to get their ass kicked. They to get the shit beat out of them by Tarzan. It's actually. <laughs> So he beats the shit out of 30 guys and then like, you know, we, we cut away from a bit of it and we cut back and there's just literally like bodies everywhere just all over the train car. It's like, okay, whatever. And Tarzan's like, yeah, no worries. And George Washington Williams is like, okay, like that was a pretty fucked up thing I just witnessed. Then I guess the king of the train comes in and he's like <laughs> the big train boss and he walks in and like, 
this was utterly pointless to me. Because it's like, we've just seen him beat up 30 guys, and then they want us to, like, feel like there's some danger associated with this one guy who looks slightly different walking into the train. We're like, oh, this is the train boss. It's like a bit yeah. old. Yeah. It's, it's, no, it's, it's, it's like any video game where, like, a brute comes in yeah, just slightly more muscular and you use to change your fighting style. But the, the change to the fighting style here is to literally kick him out of the train. Yeah. He kicks a hole in the side of the train car, which is, like, metal. He fucking kicks this guy through the wall out into the jungle off a moving train. It's completely lost the plot. Like, that is a ridiculous level of strength. Anyway, um, they capture a train engineer and he basically gives them some exposition. He's like, oh yeah, so my job is to build bridges for the army. Uh, there's an army that, that Rom is moving in to enslave all of Belgium. Yeah, 20,000 20, 20, 20, men. men army. Uh, 60% yep, of the Congo come- will be in reach of, the, of a fort by rail or train uh, once like, everything's yep. all built. Um, and so, you know, uh, basically Leopold's going to enslave the whole country. Yeah, and they're not regular soldiers. They're some mercenaries. mercenaries. This is the point where I was like, there is so much fucking going on in this movie. I know, I know. Like, why are we now hearing about this army that's coming (laughs) in? Like, like, wasn't this... There was something about diamonds. Like, they're after these special diamonds. And then, like... The diamonds of the Opar. There is so much about fucking diamonds in this movie. it's it's, it's, it's like... Again, if I told you, like, oh, yeah, you know that movie Tarzan? Yeah, there's going to be this whole plot about, like, using money to... To build train networks so they can bring an army into the Congo. Like, that, that's just so, so bizarre. So, like, yeah, basically, like, basically, Leopold, like, to sum it up, basically, this movie is basically King Leopold acting through Rom, doing every conceivable evil thing you could imagine a yeah. character doing, and it's up to Tarzan and George Williams to stop them. <laughs> that's pretty yeah. much the film. So they're building trains to fucking bring an army in, whatever. Um, so we, we think it's like f- they've got two different films and they've just shoved yeah, them Yeah, there are two movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Um, so we, we, and they we were then, like, oh, you know what? We don't want to make two films. We'll just make one. I, yeah, the, the 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 choices I want to include in this story are just fucking wild because there's no time for anything, like for anything to actually expand <laughs> organically. It's just kind of like you have people talking about what's happening, but you don't really see anything. And the whole time you're like, where are the animals? Um, speaking of, we have a flashback now um, to uh, basically like Tarzan, Steve, oh, hanging <laughs> out. Um, no, we do because I this they were is my favorite bits. This is Kerchak uh, seeing Jane, losing it, trying to kill her. Tarzan swings in to protect her and just gets beat. Like, gets beat so bad, gets taken back to the Kuba tribe to heal. And I have to wonder here, I wonder if this beating also changed his bone structure and if maybe that's how he got super strong. Oh, maybe there is something there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Supernatural. Exactly. Yeah, there's got to be a supernatural vibe. Now we're back on the boat. Uh, Rom and Jane are having dinner. Jane's being sassy. There is so much left in this movie. Uh, And does Jane accuse Rom of being gay? She does at one point, but we're not. You and your priest sound very close. Yeah. Dot dot dot. They have Simbu in a cage outside, and they're like, "If you try anything in this dinner party, Mm. we'll drown with Simbu in the river." And she's like, "Okay." Goes into the dinner party, proceeds to try a lot of things, do have to say, but, you know, I guess you can't negotiate with Steals terrorists. knives. Yeah. So she has, like, a very tense dinner with Rom, where he basically is just like, yes, I am an irredeemable evil character. I love slavery, and I, I love Belgium destroying the rest of the world. His whole thing and is that like, he wants to be remembered, and he's like, everyone remembers Tarzan, but what if they they remember a guy that, like, helped enslave a whole country? I think they would remember him more, because I didn't start off as a rich person. And it's like, Tarzan didn't start off rich. 
like, yes, he's from yeah, nobility, he but he started, started off, off with a, nothing. A jungle you fucking idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he couldn't have had less. Yeah, yes. exactly. Exactly. So at one point he's talking about the special cross that he has made out of some kind of spider silk that was given to him by a priest, and Jane just gives an offhand comment, sounds like you and your priest were awfully close. Not sure what the point of that was. Was it like a Catholic priest abusing children thing? Uh, like, what was the... Who knows? Just, just like, not sure. Not sure, do not care, moving on. He's like, oh yeah, he, he does decide to just lay out his plan, by the way. He's yeah. like, I have to deliver Tarzan to Chief Mbongo. Uh, I guess Chief Mbongo wants him dead, I've no idea why. Anyway, um, I guess after I do that and I get all the Diamonds, that's right, diamonds are important in this movie, mm. then I can bring the king's army in. Isn't that great? Thanks for listening to my TED talk. <laughs> and it turns out Jane reveals that like the reason that Imbongo wants Tarzan dead is because Tarzan killed his son. And Jane is extremely confident that Tarzan is going to come save her ass. Yeah. Like, she's like, uh, I'm not even worried. I'm- she says, a normal man can do the impossible to save the woman he loves. My husband is no normal man. Like, such a degree of confidence in the fact that Tarzan is going to come and fucking save her from... Because he's Tarzan and she's Jane. Yeah, it's true. He'll come for her. It's true, yeah, he will come is, for her. There's is, no is denying true. that. Here we have the, the, the team back together. They're, they're, they're off the train. So they're, they're all, like, celebrating. Tarzan's like, cool, uh, we, we got this whole train thing sorted. I'm going to go grab uh, Jane. And then, like, George Washington Williams is like, I have all the evidence I need to expose Leopold. But god damn it, like as much as you are mocking me and just ridiculing me, I am going to come help you out because I have a gun and I genuinely think that I might be able to save your life. And Tarzan's like, huh, good luck, immediately proceeding a number of times where without George Washington Williams, yeah. he would have been fucked up. Has anyway, saved his life. He yeah. is such a tool to him. Okay, so now they're walking through, and now it's just Tarzan and Williams, they're alone. Uh, they're walking down like through the savannah and he's like, huh. He's just trying to make a conversation. He's just like, hey, why don't people ride zebras? And Tarzan's like, you fucking idiot. Zebras are wild animals. You can't tame a zebra. He says, it's nearly impossible to take the wild out of something born to it. At which point I have to give an LVP to the writers who like, as soon as that line was there, I was like, oh wow, what ham-fisted subtext. But no, they weren't content for it to be subtext. They were like, well, Williams needs to say, seem to work with you. Like just the most... The most hackneyed imaginable yeah. screenwriter. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, anyway, su- no subtext required. Like, we'll tell you everything you need to know. Yeah, it's all yeah. super text. So at this point, Williams is like, um, Williams is like, hey, is it true you can talk to animals? And like, okay, has that been a thing that's been hinted to at any point in the movie up till now? No, they're literally just like, hey, I heard you can talk to animals. And well, I guess he could have cr- communicated with his gorilla family. Yeah, yeah, but it hasn't been mentioned or hinted no. or anything. And like, is that part of the Tarzan legacy? Okay, whatever. But he's all coy about it. Yeah, and he's like, mm, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> and then, uh, I don't know, that's the end of the scene, right? They end up in the jungle that I guess it's the specific jungle that Tarzan grew up in, and now he's gonna fight an ape. Like, yeah, so, he's just gonna fight so a gorilla. He, come, he encounters the Magani gorillas. I'm not sure if that's a particular breed of gorillas or like a tribe of them. That's the, fam- the family um, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, a, a troop. A troop. A troop. Yeah, right. exactly. A troop yeah, of gorillas. Yeah. Um, but Tarzan has to wrestle his brother, uh, Akut, um, who is now his like. Oh, he's his ape, ape brother. brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, who is now like the head of the troop. Um, with I guess Kerchak dying in in the in the interim. Um, so I'm not really sure the point of this fight, but basically Tarzan strips down and then just gets the tar beaten out of him. Like Akuda's on yep. the top of him and like bites into his shoulder and all this sort of stuff. And then like the fight like abruptly ends with like 
uh, George Washington Williams, like, supplicating himself and, like, exposing his neck to uh, a coot and, like, kneeling to sort of, like, show that, like, respect. But I was like, couldn't Tarzan have done like, that? Why did Tarzan balls, fight him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tarzan's like, yo, lick his balls, man! <laughs> I don't like... understand why Tarzan would need to fight his family member. Uh, okay, so he clearly had, like, I was a little unclear about this as well. He had a falling out with them about Jane. For some reason, Kerjack wanted oh. to kill Jane. He stepped in to save Jane, and I guess that was his falling out with them. And then he went and lived, lived in with the, tribe with the humans, than, yeah. not them. Yeah, I, I think they said like, the that he was a deserter or something like that. But I, I don't understand why yeah. it was like, oh wow, <laughs> beat the shit out of yeah. me. <laughs> um, at this point, I've got a nice little mighty goof for you, which is that um, child Tarzan from the flashbacks has brown eyes, whereas adult Tarzan has blue eyes. Wow. He's got those scars guard piercing oh, blue yeah. eyes. I guess they couldn't find a blue-eyed child, but, mm, you know... <laughs> There's not many of them around. No, they're, they're yeah, hard yeah, to find. Yeah. You know? Maybe in England studio where they filmed this. In, yeah. in England um, studio. <laughs> yes, sorry. <laughs> that I, was not great. <laughs> I will also say... Maybe it's, point, a, maybe it's a comment on the character the that they're like he's left the wild behind. And so maybe at the end yeah, of the film his yeah, eyes yeah, turn brown again. Oh, that'd be yeah. wild. Yeah. That would be a wild and very bad choice by Yates. <laughs> I really hope he didn't do That's that. That's why the end credits song is Brown Eyed Girl. <laughs> that is... <laughs> <laughs> and Tarzan is supernatural he can change eye colour yeah actually to be fair changing eye colour would be the least bizarre thing Tarzan yeah. can do with his physical <laughs> yeah, capabilities yeah, yeah. but anyway and how much do gorillas weigh like 200 kilos they, or something yes more but it's not just that they also have muscle density yeah. about just 5 to 10 times as much as humans so yeah. I think Tarzan wouldn't have even done as well as they've portrayed him to do of course not no no. A, as a in, man like, cannot like, fight no. a gorilla yeah. like categorically a man cannot which, which is why I was correct. Having him lose so convincingly <laughs> doesn't help because it's like it's almost like the film's like obviously he's not as strong as a gorilla, but it's like you've already gone this far, like like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like even embrace it and be like, yeah, for some reason he's just like super super strong, or like have yeah. him like like not even like be attempted instead of him like being able to get beaten the shit out of by a gorilla and be like, well he's not strong enough to beat one, but he can certainly take a beating from. Like it's just like. It's just absurd. Yeah. And, and, I also anyway, know, like, was the purpose of this simply that Tarzan had to get the shit beaten out of him and then the gorillas would leave them alone? Like, I guess why couldn't so. they just skirt around the gorillas? Like, they, they went into this jungle knowing this is where they were. He had to fight his brother and then be like, all right, I lost the fight. And then his brother leaves him alive. Like, what was the point? Yeah. He just had to get the shit beat out of him. Yeah. Okay. Weird. And fine. very handy that Dr. George Williams is a medical doctor. Yeah, not some kind of professor. Yeah. So, very handy. He proceeds to stitch up Tarzan whilst giving some. Civil so War and Mexican War backstory. He's using ants, like the he- the heads. Of- Basically, like he's putting ants as stitches in the wound to sort of close it up. Okay, so like, I did the- not realize that. <laughs> but that, yeah, is, yeah. that is amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So basically, like, and it's actually it's actually like a thing that people like some cultures have done, where you get these big old ants and you use their like essentially like their mandibles as stitches, and then like you rip off the body. But um, rather than ripping off and throwing away, Tarzan's just there chomping down and snacking on these ants. Just like that's where like, he eats the ant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's this is the whole ant eating scene. And like George Washington Williams is like, "What the hell are you doing, dude?" And he's like, oh, "It's good protein. Tastes like bacon." And then like this is more of him just needing that protein. <laughs> he needs that protein to just just keep swole. Doctor Williams pulls off like the body of one of the ants, tries it, and in the background, just like hmm, like it's like yeah, it's actually not bad, <laughs> but like it's not the focus of the scene at all. Like it's very good. 
Yeah, All Tarzan, right. drink, egg, eat, ant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Drink, egg, eat, ant, get strong, big man. Um, that's my title pitch. So we have to we have to move faster here. Yes, So George Williams is like, oh, I did some bad things in a war. I'm just as bad as those Belgians. That's it. He's literally like, I was in a Mexican war, and the things we did to those Mexicans, let me tell you. Oh, boy. No, he says that, and then he also says, and then also the things we Americans did to the Native Americans that we all slaughtered when we came here. That was all bad, wasn't it? I'm a bad guy. Anyway, yeah. there's an elephant there, and Tarzan says, the elephant's eyes are so expressive, or something shit no, like that. The elephant's eyes say so much without speaking a word, or something like that. <laughs> okay. Now we're back with Jane on the boat. She's, like, talking to a Simbu. They're, they're like, hey, shut up, and she's like, lol, and jumps into the river with her hands tied, and they drop the cage. Into hippo-infested waters. The most the dangerous uh, creature well. in Africa. Yeah. But I guess Jane grabbed a key at some point. Like, we didn't see it happen, but I guess she did, because when the cage resurfaces, the door is open and we're well, maybe the cage gone. is just like a switch. Like a... That was Simbu could just reach out and yeah. open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah true. True. Maybe not. <laughs> Yeah. They're like banking on the fact that he doesn't realize it's just a switch. <laughs> yeah. so at like, some point, at some point, like locks. three days earlier, was Simbu was like, "Oh, this is open. I can just, I'll, I'll wait until like the right time." But I'm good, dude. Like this is, yeah. they, they didn't lock yeah. this. <laughs> Yeah, like, but I feel like that's a key thing that was missing, was yeah. Jane getting the key. Yeah, absolutely. Well, also to her, because yep. wasn't she also bound as well? Like... How did she? She get... also had her hands cuffed. Yes. Yeah. So it's presumably the same key. I guess they only have one key, or maybe it was a whole ring of keys. Doesn't matter. <laughs> We're not focusing on it. So now Mugger Robbie is all wet because it's a movie and she has to be, and she's running through the jungle, and she and Wasimbu escape the hippos, but they get caught by the gorillas. Those very same gorillas. It's a good thing the Belgians are here. I'm sure this will go well for them. They get caught by the gorillas. They're like, oh no, gorillas. Then the Belgians show up. Rom, I guess the pursuit party, and a big fight breaks out, and all hell breaks loose. The gorillas are fighting the humans like fucking Rom's trying to like get Jane back and then fucking we cut over to Tarzan who just like hears Jane screaming in the distance and is like alright I'm gonna do this mountain diving thing again and just fucking jumps off a mountain starts swinging through the jungle and finds his way over to the fight I guess they were really close to each other after all because now he's in the same location I guess right right like he shows up at the fight but I guess this was all not very clear to me because now like Jane and Rom are already gone like, somehow Rom got away with Jane in the time it took Tarzan to get over there, and he just, like, shows up at the aftermath of the gorillas fighting the rest of the Belgians? Is that basically it? Yeah. He saves one of the gorillas from the Belgians, they all have a big fight, and then we get Carla. we get a flashback to Carla being shot by, I guess, Chief Mbongo's son, and yes. Tarzan shows up in time to watch her die. guess the implication is that, like, Chief Mbongo's son killed Carla, and then Tarzan killed the son in revenge, and that's why Chief Mbongo wants Tarzan dead. That's what has just been made clear to us, kind of, I suppose. So, literally, like, literally forget all that chaos that was happening in the fight with the gorillas and the Belgians in the jungle because now the next thing that's happening is we're back in that same clearing from the start of the movie Rom is being handed a big crate full of diamonds by Chief Mbongo and getting onto his boat with Jane and this big fucking tub of diamonds and sailing away and Tarzan's just there all of a sudden like he's just caught up Tarzan's now running into the clearing by himself and there's like a bunch of tribes people there and Chief Mbongo and he starts fighting them I think yeah basically he's like taking out some of the, some of the regular um tribesmen and then like fights Mbonga like one on one Mbonga who like one like v- declares like yeah now feel my pain and then like they sort of fight 
Um, Tarzan is, yep. getting, is getting beat. He gets the upper hand when he has a vision, uh, a pa- powered by a vision of Jane. However, like in the vision at first, it does look like she's an alien. And then I was like, maybe that's the source of his strength. Maybe he was abducted by aliens oh. and like experimented on, and like, that was how he got yeah. all his like superpowers. Um, maybe maybe it's like a uh, American Horror Story season two thing where like right at the end they just decided that it was all about aliens or something. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I think that that'll okay. track. There's I'm some, with you. some big AHS okay. fans out there. Um, and then also Williams has just caught up. Williams, who was like left, yeah, how how did Williams catch up? Honestly, so incredible. Like, there's a one v one death fight with Chief Mbongo and Tarzan, and he's like holding his knife to the throat of Mbongo, and he's like, you know what? I was the real king. And then, like, fucking Williams just shows up and he's just watching. Uh, he, he tra- he did tra- we miss 15 minutes of the movie? No, like, that is no, what that's like, it. Like, it's so chaotic. Like, Williams gets there, he's like, let's stop fighting. <laughs> like, uh, everyone, like, points weapons on him. He, like, lowers his gun. Um, Tarzan has a blade... Uh, Tarzan has a blade to Mbongo's neck. Mbongo is wearing, like, the body of a jungle Yeah, 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 yeah. And is that a link to the leopard in the original? Oh. That's what I was thinking. He's wearing, like, a leopard head to symbolise the leopard in the original (laughs) film that that does not make an appearance in this film. A nod to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Okay, Um, yeah. I just thought it was like, it was just very Black Panther because he's like wearing basically a bootleg Black Panther costume and then just like... (laughs) And that symbolises him as the chief versus the others. I I suppose. So um, Tarzan Uh, Tarzan admits that he had no honour when he killed Mbonga's son um, and they sort of like come to a point of like, like Tarzan's like, oh yeah, I guess that was pretty fucked up of me to just like kill a teenage boy. Um, um, like just in cold blood, like yes, he killed, like like it was a manhood ritual and that sort of thing, and like basically it's kind of like oh maybe we're all wrong about this, and then a coot rocks up and yeah. it's just kind of like what the fuck's happening here, and then like Tarzan, our white savior, unite, yeah, right. unites the gorillas man come and, through. I know, yeah, like he unites yeah. animal and man, and then are like it's listen, we shouldn't fight with each other. The Belgians are the real enemy, uh, which is yeah, a great reminder enemies, from this you know, film. The Belgians? Yeah. I do have to quickly say this scene, right? So the gorillas pour in, like, at the critical moment. There's, like, a big face-off going on between Tarzan and Mbongo. The gorillas pour into this basin and, like, spread out and, like, start, like, fronting up against the tribes people. LVP to the tribes people for the way they deal with the gorillas. And I know this is just a CGI thing, right? So, like, they told the actors, like, start grouping up around imaginary gorillas and then they CGI'd the gorillas in later. But the consequence of that on the film is that what happens is like they group up around basically half the gorillas and half the gorillas are just kind of standing there and it's like these tribes people have just ignored half of the gorillas that are coming into the basin and they're only like getting ready to fight half of them it looked so weird like go watch the scene like there are bits where like one of them's like holding a spear up to a gorilla and another gorilla literally just walks right past and behind him and he just doesn't even address it it's, it's very bad so you know they fucked it up Maybe that belongs to the animators, who knows. Now the apes are Tarzan's family again. And now we're in the port of Boma, where we're jumping straight ahead. Okay, so this is this is the part in the movie that, like, ultimately sealed the idea for me that, like, okay, so there's a, there's a line here from Samuel L. Jackson. Rom's got the diamonds. There's a thousand men down there and 20,000 more on the way. If I had told you before you watched the movie that Samuel L. Jackson was going to say that uh, to Tarzan in this movie. Fucking wild. Rom's got the diamonds. There's a thousand men 
down there. 20,000 more on the way. This is a Tarzan movie. But it's not. Why is it about diamonds and armies? Because you're right. It's not Tarzan's movie. It's Tarzan being inserted into Williams' movie, which is like, yeah. yeah. Where he doesn't belong. Just like, that line was so funny to me. Like, I can just imagine you'd be like, oh, Legend of Tarzan. Cut to an hour and 40 minutes later. Rom's got the diamonds. (laughs) (laughs) There's a thousand men down there. 20,000 more on the way. And it's it's Samuel L. Jackson. Like, you're just like, what the fuck is going on? wild. Why is Um, this so Tarzan decides that to combat like all all the Belgians, all those those evil Belgians he's gonna have to kill. He's like, I need to get some help from from some friends. He bails and some then, animal oh, friends. And then, so him, Williams, and like Akut are, are like shepherding and 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 I think maybe the lions from earlier as well are like shepherding and yeah, herding uh, like all these wildebeest into a stampede essentially. Not every just every animal, dude. Every, yeah, all the animals the of the Congo. The whole of the Congo. They all is come there. together to tear down the structures of Belgian colonialism, yeah. like very literally. Because the stampede reaches the town and they literally just knock over buildings. Yeah. Like there's so many of these animals just charging through all of these wooden structures, like straight through them. They're just knocking buildings over. It is so chaotic. There's all these Belgian soldiers getting fucking trampled. Like it is brutal. Yeah. And somebody um, shoots a bullet at Tarzan and he gets hit. But bullets cannot stop him. He does not even slow down. Like, he gets shot in the shoulder while he's running running full sprint. And literally just, like, just wears it and keeps running. It is ridiculous. Supernatural. Yeah. Yeah, very supernatural. Uh, I will say another mighty goof for you. The giant group of ostriches consists entirely of males because they all have black and white feathers. So that's something that was important for someone to point out. Not exactly sure how it's a goof. Like, yeah. like it's a weird choice, sure, but like not exactly. Are they well, like the only thing is that like Williams <laughs> Williams is like talking about like one of them being female or something like that, and the Tarzan's like actually that one's a male, but like that's great. Like they all look the same. Tarzan's like that one's a male, and thus there's no goof because. The one example we have of what it is, like Tarzan's like, yep, that's that's male. They're all male. Like the film addresses it. Like it's done. Yeah, that's true. So 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 whatever. Fucking fuck you, IMDb. Tarzan's tracking down Jane. I guess like Williams is just helping the animals destroy this little village. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Williams gets on a big fucking like block-mounted machine gun and is like, oh nice, yeah. and just starts fucking shooting the shit out of boats. That's right. Rom is escaping with Jane and all the diamonds on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> the diamonds! The diamonds are such a pivotal plot point! <laughs> so, I just find it so funny that there is a line in the movie, Rom's got the diamonds, and it's like, okay, whatever. So, alright, Tarzan swims out to the boat, he faces off with Rom, but I guess, oh, the British are here also now, right? Like, the, the Brits have showed up, I guess they're bringing the army? Like, was that the implication from that? Yeah, well, I, I, I think it's... Yeah, I'm not sure if they're like British or yeah. It, what is I their role like, in this? I, I, Why are they I there? Think they're like a mercenary force, essentially. Um, so like the not British, so much, not so much tied to the British, but as in one of them is British. You know what I mean? Like sort of like a. Well, isn't it's the it's the guy? It's the like British guy he's been dealing with from the start, right? Yeah, but he's not. As I pointed out at the start of this conversation, he's not the prime minister Ben, and like yeah. that's the first time we've met him. Like he's yeah. not. <laughs> he's, he he's, was in. He was in that meeting room. He no. was in that meeting room at the start of the movie. This I, is... I, he wasn't. I don't think he was. I'm pretty sure he was. That's why right, we don't have time to get to the bottom of this right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Alright, whatever. It, it's some British guy. I think it's not necessarily the Prime Minister, but one of the people from the room. These guys do not believe. So go back and watch the movie. I actually don't think it is. See it for yourself. So, alright, Rom and Tarzan get into a fight, despite the fact, again, that we have seen Tarzan beat the ever-loving Tar out of 30 men at once and also survive pummelings from gorillas and get shot in the shoulder and literally never stop. And he still has a shot shoulder. Somehow, yeah, somehow Rom is able to get the better of him. He uses his stupid little cross rope thing to, like, strangle him. And comes back yet again. Yeah, he's, like, garroting Tarzan. He's got it tied around his neck and he's like, ha, I've totally got the better of you. But no, No. Tarzan flexes his neck muscles (laughs) and breaks the fuck Fucking rope his around thick, his neck. Thick neck. He's, he flexes out of the rope that's strangling him and <laughs> kicks Rom into a pile of crocodiles. <laughs> now I've got a quick note for you here, again from the IMD community. Uh, I, this is my favourite one, probably, just because of the smarmy tone with which the last part of it is written. When the crocodiles approach the sinking ship and one of them bites Rom, it immediately does the infamous crocodile death roll. At the tail end of the first croc that devours Rom, a second croc can be seen simultaneously doing the death roll. Unless the doctor is 20 feet tall, why is the second croc death rolling? <laughs> like, you don't need to editorialize like that when you're doing these groups. Like, do they expect us to believe this man's 20 feet tall? <laughs> what kind of sick joke is this? Like, literally, like, the boat that they Ron just blows up. And somehow Tarzan escapes the explosion, and I guess Rom wouldn't have, which to me makes the whole crocodile thing kind of redundant. Yeah. <laughs> like no, he needed to die twice. Yeah. He, he needed two deaths. He He's got, that yeah. bad. It's true, he is that evil. Um, Tarzan swims back to shore, he meets up with Jane, and they're standing there in the ruins of Port Boma, and at this point I wrote, I'm so glad Tarzan and Jane saved Africa. <laughs> yeah, no, literally, like, Sam, Sam, like, George Washington Williams is watching this, and, like, watching them make out, and he's like, huh. Ain't this a hell of a thing, like, to two white people making out an Africa? <laughs> yeah, can you imagine it? And yeah. there is just all the tribal people of the Congo yeah. standing yeah, okay. in so, a semicircle behind them. So this is the other thing. Where were they during this conflict? <laughs> yeah, they, and where they, did they come from? Because no, Tarzan, the Tarzan, was, Tarzan was like, don't worry, it's my home. This isn't your fight. And I literally was like, yeah. like, like it's just fucking bananas. <laughs> that like This just, one's on me, boys. Yeah. Let me get the animals and save the Congo. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, um... And one of the tribal people even have Rom's hat on. Did anyone oh, else do they? Oh, that? that's amazing. They have his, what's it called again? Oh a pith God. helmet. Bro- bro- Brotherhood okay, of the good. Traveling Hat. Okay. Good God. So so we're um we're back in the British Parliament room, whatever that one room that represents monarchical power is, and George Washington Williams gets his hero moment where he's like, <clears throat> by the way, I'm calling you out for all of the shitty things you're doing in yep. Africa. The open letter a, that historically thing. he did actually write and did expose and did lead to Leopold losing control of the Congo. You know that sweet thing that the film like overshadows by Tarzan swinging around? Really yeah, cool stuff. Exactly. Like, is, isn't it cool to decide to include... like? Oh my god. How could they think it was acceptable to I be know. like, hey, let's take this awesome part of history where this guy did this awesome thing and make it about Tarzan? Like, the guy is, yeah, literally was a revisionist historian. Like, he literally used to go through and be like, African American people were involved in this and that and like giving them space and representation. And then this film was like, what if we revised his no. history? What if we and revised Tarzan? history and made it about Tarzan? Uh, it is. 
unimaginable. You know what bad. I think we should do? I actually think we should do because there is another scene here with Tarzan and Jane, but I don't even think we should do it because it's no. literally just like a tag Fuck on the movie. Yeah. The movie. Let's let the movie end with the George movie ends on Williams. George Washington and Williams, and that's it. Anything else? It's a deleted scene that shouldn't have been added. I thought of this joke early on, and I just have been sitting on it the whole movie. <laughs> um, which is that like the cool thing about like having like a Tarzan return to the jungle movie where he like already knows about like you know like European culture and, and, and technology and stuff is that. He's got both the power to be strong and uh, okay, the wisdom to be wise. wise. That's good stuff, Benjamin. Ah! That's good stuff. So good. <laughs> Thank you. And sorry, where are the diamonds? I just <laughs> 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 So, I uh, hope you've enjoyed listening to this awful, awful movie recapped by us, your friends at Still Interested. If you want to engage with us a little more, you can check us out on a lot of different social media, either at Curio Network or at SI Curio Show. We know that's a pretty goofy Twitter handle, but it's the best we can do. Yeah. Uh, you can get me at Mr. BT McAllister. And you can get me at Jackson underscore usage. You got anything you want to plug, Lil, for either Perth-based or non-Perth-based listeners? I ain't got no Twitter. Yeah, but do you have any, any, any upcoming programs you'd like to plug? I don't think so. Okay. <coughs> well, never mind. <laughs> this is a, yeah. So basically, uh, you can't even get Lil, even if you want to. So very exclusive. Yeah, you can't yeah. find her. Yeah. She's in the weeds. You will I not... am an enigma. Well, as Ben said at the beginning, I do not exist on the internet. That's, That's true. true. Yeah, in, in any way, shape, or form. Um, well, thanks. Yeah, bye. <laughs> Jackson, I would like to talk about MV and LVPs with you, and of course you, Lily. Why don't we quickly recap our MV and LVPs? I'll start with my MVPs. I've got the guy who was wearing uh, 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 Leon's hat at yes. the beginning. It was very cool. Very good stuff. Uh, Williams, because I have Williams, Williams of like three times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that is that is it. I only have Williams. That is all I have. Yeah. I also had Tarzan's mother. But I feel like Carla. Yeah. Oh, stole him I thought you mean. I thought you meant Alice Clayton, who was on the film for being sick <laughs> and then dying. No screen like, time. What did she do? <laughs> no, she has like a very small minute. Okay. Anyway, no, 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 no. Look, the gorilla. But like, no, it's got to be yeah, uh, Williams. It has to be Williams. Yeah, like, there's, there's no two ways about it, right? Um, also, but like, what about LVPs? Because like, there are two, a lo- two very good reasons. There. What about yeah, LVPs? Because there are a number of very bad people in this film. Um, what? Who? Who? who, yeah, who are you picking? I, I mean, I originally had Lord Greystoke because I thought he died for absolutely no reason. But then you told me about the grave digging, so I'm going to go ahead and retract that one. Um, the writers for their just inability to allow any form of subtext. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and the tribes people. The tribes people slash animators who fucked up that gorilla scene at the end. Yeah. Those are the ones I have. Yeah, yeah and yeah. just Rome. Right. But right. he's an obvious one. Yes, exactly. He's also a historical figure. Like, yeah, but he's yeah. so Look, okay. bad. O- obviously, the Belgians in general yeah. for their like yeah. uns- King Leopold. Yeah, for their unspeakable King evils. Leopold. Sure, sure. Not typically how we do things with LVPs <laughs> in these movies. <laughs> this LVP <laughs> is I'm the sorry, be- I'm derailed you. <laughs> look, yeah, I mean, look, we- yeah, thank- thanks. We can't have it be anyone but the entirety of Belgium now. <laughs> look, yeah. I'm so like, sorry. I had some fun, petty shit about the writers and their choice of dialogue, but you're right, of course. It is Belgian colonialism. Yeah. There's no two ways about it. <laughs> Early 20th century Belgium is like the villain and the LVP of this film. Uh, and of the era, I have to say as well. <laughs> 
you have some uh, do you have some little trivia oh, for us, Benjamino? I've got a few nuggets for you, for you, Jacko. Alexander Skarsgård said that one of the main reasons he took this role was to impress his father, Stellan Skarsgård. <laughs> he said, "My dad, my dad is a massive Tarzan fan. <laughs> Growing up, we had these VHS cassettes of the Johnny Weissmuller films, and that was my introduction to the character. But those films are seventy years old, and so much time has passed. I think mine. He calls it mine." <laughs> Is a fresh take. I'll never <laughs> compete with Johnny Weissmuller. But I just wanted to impress my dad. <laughs> Your dad will be disappointed, Alexander. Oh, that's so uh, funny. Oh my god. A fully CGI character was created for the swinging through trees and diving off cliff scenes. That was a fully CGI Skarsgård every time he was doing that. I mean, I guess that's why it was so expensive, right? Like, There's a lot of muscles to sort of draw Jesus. up. There's just there's just a lot of Skarsgård-esque muscle-related discussion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Alexander Skarsgård's first cheat meal occurred more than five months into his training. Oh, my God. He'd been on a very strict diet, no, avoiding any fat. Uh, he was Jesus. developing his eight-pack. Uh, so he got pizza, pasta, and tiramisu five months into his training. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> What a good vibe. <laughs> what a sad time for him. At the end of the film, the crew congratulated him on the end of his diet by giving him a huge banoffee pie. <laughs> Skarsgård said that to celebrate, he ate the entire pie by himself. <laughs> Why is so much of the trivia centered around Skarsgård's diet? diet and his cheat meals. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's very Bonoffi funny. Pie's a good choice, though. Oh, Bonoffi's a delicious uh, and wonderful Alexander Skarsgård joked that he would like Tarzan to be drastically different in the sequel because of the heavy workout and diet demands on him. He said, we have an outline already in which Tarzan gains weight. Tarzan remains hairy and does not have eight-pack abs. It has no action and Tarzan eats cake, lots of cake. I wrote it. Jesus Christ, Skarsgård. <laughs> <laughs> he clearly did not enjoy this time. Yeah. I mean, fair enough. Like, it's not a great movie. <laughs> Director David Yates asked Margot Robbie to punch Alexander Skarsgård while directing their sex scene. He said, It's an earthy moment of her enjoying sex with Alex, so I told her to just slap Alex. Give him a punch. <laughs> what an earthy moment. <laughs> Alexander Skarsgård said his biggest fear taking the role was that his little brother, who was seven, would think Skarsgård was, in quotes, a shit Tarzan. <laughs> What is his family creed about Tarzan? <laughs> oh my god! Obsessed with Tarzan. Oh, you're a shit Tarzan, Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the worst review you could possibly God said his little brother looks up to Tarzan as his ultimate hero, and he did not want to let his little brother. <laughs> I, I, I don't believe uh, that's just too much. Director David Yates said that he knew Skarsgård was his first choice for the role of Tarzan. I knew it had to be Alex really early on. Finding a really good actor with a really good body is actually very tricky. <laughs> uh, someone that can act brilliantly, which Alex can, but also looks fantastic without his clothes on. That combination is extremely rare. And Alex has both of those gifts. <laughs> What? <laughs> gifts? Did he say gifts? 
Yes. The Tarzan in my head was tall and vertical and had real length. I love <laughs> Alex's verticality, his poise, his grace. Oh it was always Alex God. to me. I went through the process of meeting other people, but it was only Alex in my mind. <laughs> He's got such a lust for Scarlet. Oh, oh my gosh. Trainer Magnus Ligback revealed Alexander Skarsgård impressed the entire cast and crew with his physical transformation. What is this? Why is it all about his fucking body? Also, I've never heard Man, somebody that, describe that male, vertical before. That male objectification tag actually really yeah. fit. Like, evidently, they read the trivia and was like, good God. <laughs> good God. Oh my yeah. God. Okay, so the trainer said, you could hear people on set whispering, that's when I knew we had done it. <laughs> Marco Robbie added, words failed me. My jaw was on the floor, as was everyone else's in the crew. People stopped working and were staring. Even the men were like, wow, it was amazing. Still Interested is a production of the Curio Network and hosted by Ben McAllister and Jackson Usid. We are produced by me, Grace Chapel. Editing by Jackson Usid. Theme music is Anitra's Dance, composed by Edward Grieg. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Curio Network and at SI Curio Show. We'd love to hear from you if you've got thoughts about the show, so find us on Facebook or Twitter. If you like the show, think about giving us a rate and review on iTunes or wherever you listen. It actually is really helpful. We've got other content on Curio, such as Odds and Ends, where I talk with people about the mementos they've kept and the stories behind them. Or How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons, where we play D&D. Seriously, it's a lot of fun. Check it all out at curionetwork.com. We'll see you in two weeks. <laughs>